Hello fellow educators, welcome to today's episode, Blogging in the Classroom Part 1. It is so good to be back after taking a little break to finish my master's degree, but I am happy to say that I officially graduated with my master's in instructional design and technology. In today's episode, we're going to go over some benefits and tips for using blogs in the classroom. There will be a part two in the next episode where we look at ways to use blogging in every subject area, as well as some online tools that you can use in your classroom. So let's dive right into what are some benefits of using blogs in your classroom. Hi, I'm Megan Brown, teacher and EdTech enthusiast. Thanks for joining me on this journey to learn and share meaningful ways to integrate technology into everyday lessons. So, you wanna teach with technology? Let's get started. So let's take a look at why you might consider using blogs in your class. There are many benefits to incorporating blogging in your classroom. What got me interested in learning more about blogs is how they are such a great resource to incorporate writing into every subject area. I know my school has a school-wide focus right now on incorporating writing into all content areas, and they even supported many teachers in attending a training on some strategies to include writing in every subject. And this really got me thinking, and it got me passionate about how I could incorporate writing while my students are practicing their math content. This really opened a door for me, so I'm excited to use some of these strategies in my own class. By blogging and writing in multiple content areas, it also allows students to see some connections between the different content areas, how they're all related, and really the importance of every subject. One of the main reasons why many teachers include blogging in their class is because it can really help improve students' attitude and writing skills. Blogs provide a low-stakes opportunity for students to share their ideas and really write using their own voice. When students have the freedom to use their voice and they're writing about an interesting topic, that's what's going to get them excited to write. I know I see a lot of students going into writing activities with hesitation and with groans because they're nervous about writing or they don't have a passion about the topic that they're writing about. So giving them something that they want to do can really change their attitude towards writing. And I think that all writing teachers would agree with me when I say that one huge goal in teaching writing is to just develop a love for writing. And blogging is definitely a tool that can help meet this goal. When students make a blog post, they're not being asked to write some lengthy essay. Blogging really allows students to practice writing skills used in class in really a small and less formal environment. Students feel more comfortable here to take risks and to find their own voice, and then these skills will transfer into their formal writing. As students continue writing and finding their own voice, their confidence as writers will flourish. Another reason why you might want to choose blogging is because blogs provide an authentic audience for students, whether it be their peers, other students using the same website, or anyone out on the internet. This audience will help students take ownership of their writing. 
when there's an authentic purpose and audience, they can see how their ideas are contributing to a larger conversation. This will help students take care in their writing and really give their best effort. Students can even use their writing samples in a resume or a portfolio. So being able to see how their writing has improved over the course of a school year will really help students gain confidence. Students are going to have more intrinsic motivation if they can see that they actually are growing and improving, and blogs are a great way for students to see that for themselves. One final reason why many teachers might include blogging is because it helps build a sense of community in the classroom. I know I have seen many students who are just nervous about vocalizing their ideas. They are so intelligent. They have a wonderful idea to contribute, but they're not confident enough to raise their hand and share it with the class. Students do tend to have more confidence, though, when they're hidden behind a screen. So through blogging, classmates are able to hear every single student's voice and they get used to being vulnerable and sharing their thoughts through their blog. When students see that their opinion in their blog is valued and it's reassured, that's going to make them more comfortable vocalizing their opinions in the classroom as well. Blogging and commenting on posts also helps learners see the value in those differing opinions and have healthy discussions. These skills of being able to have a healthy discussion are definitely a needed skill to have in the classroom as well as the real world. So now that we've talked a little bit about what blogging can help you accomplish in your classroom, I do have a few tips for incorporating it. I have four tips that I want to go over. So the first tip is really take your time getting started. Spend time picking a platform that's going to meet your purpose and audience needs. There are tons of platforms out there. Some are wonderful for classroom blogs where students can talk to each other in your class. You can also find blogs that are open to other students and even some that you can open up to the world. When you're first starting, start small. Don't try and do everything at once because both you and your students will get really overwhelmed and the end product will not be as high quality. Next, explicitly teach students how do you create a quality blog post? How do you create a comment that's going to promote discussion? You can show and discuss both examples and non-examples of what you're looking for in a blog post and a blog comment. You can even use sentence starters to provide lots of support in the beginning and gradually take away some of those scaffolds. Finally, start with prompts that are going to be most interesting to students. Get them excited about the tasks and let the first couple prompts go ungraded. Let them really take their time and explore what blogs can do. If you hold off on grading the first couple blog posts and just give them feedback on what they're doing well and what they can improve on, it's going to let your students feel a little bit more comfortable taking risks, and it will help your students understand your expectations on their blog posts. Thank <laughs> you.
The second tip is to provide strong prompts for students. Make sure that your blog has a purpose and you're not just blogging for the sake of blogging. Students are going to take assignments more seriously if they have an authentic task and purpose and they don't just feel like they're doing another assignment. Blogging is not going to be as effective if it becomes just another assignment they have to complete. So make sure that the prompt is meaningful and it promotes discussion. I know I've made the mistake of creating a prompt that has a right answer, and this led to the discussions consisting of, you're right, or I agree with you. So this was not a deep and healthy discussion. So make sure that the prompts are open enough to provide that quality discussion. Another idea is to give students choice in what they're blogging about, because when students have a choice in what they're doing, they're going to take ownership over that post and be a little bit more interested in what they're writing about. The next tip is when you're writing a prompt, make sure that the expectations for both the prompt and the comments are clear. If you want students to reflect on something, give them explicit directions on what reflection means to you. How are they going to reflect? Because that's a pretty broad topic. Same thing if they're analyzing a text, what do you want them to focus their analysis on? One idea to make sure that your instructions are explicit is to offer rubrics for each post with criteria outlined for both the post and the comments. And make sure to go over the rubric in class to make sure that all students understand the expectations. When I was in college, I actually had professors who would spend a half an hour, 45 minutes going over the rubric for something in the directions. But ultimately, that time was not wasted because the instructions were so explicit. I went into that task having so much confidence. I knew exactly what I needed to do. I knew exactly what my professor was looking for. So take the time to have those explicit expectations so that students go in confident knowing what they're going to be writing about. The fourth tip is to participate in the blog without overtaking it. Students need to know that you are gonna be reading their posts and that they're being held accountable but it's really easy to comment too much to the point where you are leading the conversation. When you comment, make sure you're being positive and you're asking questions that may be needed to encourage deeper thought, but try to not overtake the discussion because this is going to make students rely on you for a discussion in the blog. One of the goals in blogging is to get students to promote discourse with each other. So if a teacher steps in too frequently, it's going to take that opportunity away from students to discuss with each other and to open up those conversations. And those conversations are going to be much more meaningful if they're coming from other students and not from your teacher. So as a quick recap, the four tips to incorporate blogging into your classroom are, first, take your time getting started, really make sure you have good foundations, Provide strong prompts that are going to lead students to healthy discussion. Make sure you have clear expectations for both prompts and comments. 
and participate in the blog, but don't overtake it so students rely on you for conversations. Thank you all so much for listening. Please share how you are using blogs in your own classroom with the To Teach With Tech community on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. The username is the number two, Teach With Tech. Our next episode is going to be a part two for blogs, where I'm going to discuss how you can use blogging in any subject area, as well as some different online tools that you have access to. I would love to hear from you. If you are using blogs in your classroom, I would love to know what subject you teach, what you use blogs for, so that I can share your voice on the next episode. So please feel free to reach out to me on social media um, or email me at the number 2 teachwithtech at gmail.com because I would love to showcase your voice and your blog in the next episode. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast, please make sure you tell your friends and colleagues and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would love to continue getting the word out and spreading ideas and passions for teaching with technology. I cannot wait to chat with you next time, but until then, just keep teaching with technology.